0: Welcome to another episode of the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. This week, Travis and I break down a whole new week of MLB content. There was a new MLB Power Rankings released just this week, so Travis and I break down who we think we agree with and which placements do we really disagree with. We also get into some of the hottest team uh, performances and some of the worst teams out of the gate give our reactions to some of these outlier performances so far this season. And then we start out by actually answering a very interesting question of which New York team is more built to go deep into the postseason? Do you like the Mets or the Yankees to win it all this year? Get our answers right now, let's go. Hello listeners, my name is Alex Jonitz and I am joined as always by my co-host Travis Miller I am more of a stats nerd, he was a total stud on his D3 college team, and this is the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. Enjoy. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. This is episode 60. We are coming at you on a Monday afternoon, almost evening, ready for some you know, of the night baseball games on the West Coast to come around. But we are going to come at you today with a new week. I mean, it's been a week since our last episode, a new week of content. Um, We're going to react to some power rankings, um, amongst other things so far this episode. Also, just tons of little topics I want to get into with Travis and just kind of see where we stand with, uh, you know, a month into a new season where, honestly, Travis, like a lot of, I would say, some surprises team-wise. Like some teams have jumped out the gate super hot and some teams have really disappointed. So I want to get into that in a little
1: bit. Disappointed Um, like uh, like the baseball. What was that? Disappointed like the oh, baseball. Oh,
0: the quality of the baseball, <laughs> not leaving the ballpark quite as as often as we kind of hoped.
1: The rumors have been skyrocketing with, you know, the baseball and you know, just the hits that we've seen so far this year not leave the ballpark. I mean
0: the with- evidence is
1: stacked against it. Like
0: I've seen I've seen a s i have seen i have seen ai saw a stat today that Adam Frazier, I think, has his OPS this season is point zero zero one lower than last season. But his OPS plus went from like an eighty something to a one hundred one. So he really stayed the same as a hitter in terms of his own production. But compared to league average, he went from like twenty percent below average to now he's an average hitter. So it's just kind of crazy. Like um, everyone else got worse with the new ball, but then he stayed the same. So like he kind of caught up. It's an interesting kind of whole yeah. concept there. But um, Travis, first I'll start off with a kind of an interesting question I thought up earlier in the week. And both these teams are red hot. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on which is the better team in New York right now. Of course, the Mets, I believe they still have the best record in the National League. The Yankees, I believe they have the best record in the American League. Um, They're the first two teams to get the 20 wins. Um, First NL team, first AL team to get the 20 wins. Um, And both teams have obviously playoff, they have World Series aspirations. Give me your thoughts on which of those teams is better right now and which team you think is more built for october built for a ring give me your thoughts
1: yeah i uh you know i i think right now i'd probably say the mets just based on their pitching staff scherzer carrasco bassett mcgill i believe as well and no DeGrom. you know we don't have Nigram just yet once they get him back that will be a, a rolling machine i think and so the mets have to be The clear favorite, I think, right now, even though they have two more losses than what the Yankees have. They played more games, though. They do have a harder strength of schedule. They played a Phillies, I mean, four series this year or something Something like like that. that. I feel like we've just seen so much Phillies-Mets baseball this year. That's true. But uh, what they did that one comeback game, I think it was either Thursday or Friday night, coming back seven runs, I believe, or six or seven runs in the ninth Um, That speaks for itself right there. This team does not give up. This team is loaded. They have so many just small, I feel like, utility guys. Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna. um, The list goes on and on, in my opinion. But uh, such a deep roster that right now they look very scary. They look, you know, very, very good. And they're just destroying their division when it comes to, uh, you know, playing within uh, the NL East right now. Six games ahead of the next team, which is the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they are on a roll right now. But I don't want to sleep on the Yankees, of course, because uh, Garrett Cole is getting hotter and hotter. Very Uh, true. A lot of their pitchers, Nestor Cortez uh, being very good surprise, Montgomery. That was a guy that I really didn't think would be very special this year. Uh, I think he already has a 2-7 or so ERA on the season. Uh, But – what they've done so far uh, is pretty, pretty special. Considering we all thought Toronto was going to be, you know, the clear team in this division. Tampa and the Yankees would fight for a third or second place spot. But right now, the Yankees are showing that they can, uh, they can easily take the AL uh, by storm this season. So definitely, I, I definitely a hot team to talk about. But I think the Mets right now slightly edge them just a bit, though.
0: That's good analysis. That's good analysis. Um, yeah, you mentioned Nestor, Nestor Cortez and just today, like a few hours ago. He had a no hit bid going to the eighth, uh, gave up a hit and it took him out for Clay Holmes and then Chapman got the save. So, um, the 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 Yankees haven't figured out right now. Um, they're definitely doing really well. And then the Mets, like you said, um, they're one of the most complete teams. The difference for me, and it's baseball, so it doesn't always matter. But the Yankees have a lot more superstar kind of feel to them. Judge can Judge and Stanton both feel like they could take over a series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cole could honestly take over like. Uh, A wild card game Or just any big game really Um, Even though of course That didn't happen last year But (laughs) I still believe That was a lot to do with injury But you know We'll leave that We'll leave last year Back in last year But um, yeah My thought is that um, Both teams are built Very differently But very well Um, I think that The Yankees bullpen Has been very good And their starting rotation Has also been Had tons of upside Um, And their offense Has been overall Really solid too Hicks is back And he's getting on base Like crazy I think he has like A 400 on base So far um so that's great and then Rizzo of course was like uh I think he was both of our first basemen of the first month of you know first baseman of April that's right yeah with that in mind like a lot of things are going well for them so far LeMay he was much better than he was last year last year we all thought he was kind of underperforming not living up to that big contract but I think that things are definitely going in a better direction for him um and then one thing I want to note Travis I think (laughs) It's really surprising to say this, but I think that the Yankees did the right thing to not go get one of those shortstops because if they went and got Story or Correa, like those guys are going to be, I think, long-term better than Kiner Falefa. But Kiner Falefa so far has been just as good or better of a hitter than them just by being an average hitter, kind of. And then he, he's played good defense so far, too. But it's really crazy how the Correa, Story, um, Seeker has been, you know... I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to evaluate Seeker just being a uh texas ranger who they're just at the bottom of their division been really struggling as a team but those guys like story and uh, correa i really just see as you know these teams that really wanted him us included we really wanted them to be a shortstop for the angels um really not panning out to start their you know career with a new team like i thought what are your thoughts on those two guys and um did the Yankees dodge a bullet with a big contract for a guy like that or do you think that those guys are going to be back pretty soon Yeah, I, I
1: I think right now that's a great point because I was thinking today uh Angels middle infield, you know, Velasquez, Tyler Wade, uh you can mix in there a couple, you know, Mayfield and Fletcher. Um Right now, I think you can definitely say those guys are way more valuable than Simeon and Seeger. and you spent almost five hundred million dollars on both those guys. Uh, you know, it's it's the first month or the first couple months of the contract, so of course I'm not going to be a hundred percent judging it just yet. But uh, what a start I think for uh, you know some of these other low key middle infielders and some of the big names. I think that you get your contract and you kind of can take your uh foot off the gas pedal and say you know I can cruise in for the rest of my career and just have a a, a nice contract. Seeger um you know so much winning early on in his career I think he'll have to he'll be he'll definitely probably sacrifice that in the latter half of his career with the Rangers because you know we don't really anticipate the Rangers I don't having think having a really winning season uh you know in the next couple of years, or you know, in the right. next half decade or so. So, uh, he's one of those guys, and then Correa, of course, I think he's on the IL right now with the twins, but the twins are doing pretty well. So, we'll see how he can really contribute to them. If he gets them or they get to the playoffs, uh, Correa, I think, will be an excellent addition to their, uh, you know, to their roster because what he does in the postseason is, uh, you know, some of the best from shortstop's work of all time. So, sure, uh, but I will say right now, I think the Yankees are really happy with what they got, especially for the value of Kinder Falefa. He's going to play good defense. He's going to be very, very cheap, and uh, you know, you're not going to be spending thirty million dollars a season on this guy uh, to be. You know, hopefully this guy can hit you know thirty-five bombs and hit three hundred, and you know have a four hundred on base with Kinder Falefa. You can kind of just let him go out there and play, and you know if he can just be locked, locked down defense, I think that's a big win right there. So uh, I think that. A lot of teams right now are looking at the free agency agency market and saying, you know, we really dodged a bullet maybe our way. But I I think right now as Angel fans, we can say the same thing right now. What we're seeing with middle infielder, with Velasquez, with Tyler Wade, with David Fletcher, uh, I think we're happy with the way it went out, even though we were so upset with uh, going into spring training with not a big name on our roster. uh, I really like what we've done so far right now. So hopefully, of course, it can can stay at least somewhat consistent throughout the season. You don't want to see a, uh, you know, a huge drop off on a lot of these guys and then we're looking at august as you know our middle infielders are just you know trash right now but uh going back to the yankees i think they're happy with what they did right now
0: yeah I, I agree and i think i think the like the uh metaphor almost is like the yankees didn't get one of those monster contracts but they're doing really well and the red sox did and story's been very bad for them he's like i think he got booed in family the other day um, and he did have one you good game against it, yeah. he had one good game against the Angels when we played them, um, where I'm sure he was getting tons of cheers. But yeah, he's someone who's, you know, had a rough start to their new with their new team, the new franchise. But just something to keep an eye on. And it's not even just the shortstops, it's the pitchers too, like Strowman, a bit of a rough start. Uh Ray has been, you know, like a solid, serviceable guy, but not the Cy Young, of course. Um, but then some others have been really good, like Rodon and Gosman have been well worth their contracts, yep, and they yep. uh, are going to Kershaw, Guard. They're going to contribute to winning teams still. So you're yeah. So there's kind of a both ends of the spectrum for the pitching market. So very interesting to kind of keep updated on those kind of guys and kind of just track and see how they're continuing to pan out. Um, next up, Travis. You uh, you already kind of mentioned it when you're talking about the Mets and that big comeback, but I wanted to kind of point out that. People talk about the unwritten rules so much about like, oh, when you're down by seven or when you're up by seven, don't bunt for a hit or don't sacrifice over or don't do this or that or why are you swing in three oh.
1: I think Gabe Kapler was uh was doing a lot of that this year and right. the Mets just proved his example or the Phillies just proved an example to uh, you know, it's not out to the last out. So yeah.
0: When 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 you can allow an eight I think it was eight runs in the inning or seven, whatever it was, that big yeah. of a comeback in the ninth inning um it just goes to show that you know there's no amount of you know i mean y- your team's always in it and even just last night travis or yesterday the angels were down like 4-2 with two outs like the odds of that game going to the Nationals are so high. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, the Nationals are still trying to put up runs at that point, so it's not exactly the same comparison. But like, it goes to show you that a game is never really over until it's over. Exactly. Big comebacks happen all the time. You've seen, you know, you've seen games where the win probability for a team is over, it's over ninety-five, and yeah. it just swings in and in a monster inning. So, I just think it's a good kind of to point out that whenever next time we see, we'll see it again in the next year or the next couple years. Someone yeah. will make a fuss about some. You know, some three zero swing or just some like stealing home when you're already winning by yeah. a lot. Something silly and just like, just think about this Mets Phillies game as like any comeback can happen. And uh, even when those comebacks do happen, it kind of changes the momentum of like the series and of those teams. Like I really feel like the Phillies probably got kind of defeated by that. Yeah, uh, I, a big momentum punch for them. But
1: I I can't imagine. I I think Girardi had a quote saying that like it was the worst he's felt going to sleep that night in like a long time because wow. you have a secured win against a, you know, the first place division rival and you lose it. And that's the worst team you'd lose that lead to. So, uh, I can't imagine the Phillies on that night. I think they recovered, uh, ended up winning a game. I think it was either Saturday or Sunday, whenever yeah. that game after, but, uh, just a defeating loss for uh Philly and, and you're right. I mean, the, it's not over till it's over. We've seen, you know, we've seen crazy games like that happen before where, you know, and now with, you know, getting into the playoffs, there's a lot of stuff riding on there's no game 163 anymore, they're gonna have a lot of uh, judgment when it comes to your inner division, you know, rivals, I think run differential might be a factor as well. So boosting that up will be uh, something most teams will have to, uh, you know, keep on piling runs and piling runs. I've never thought about the unwritten rule, because it's kind of just like, well, then you guys should just come and beat us, you know, it it, it shouldn't be about, you know, hey, let's have good sportsmanship, you guys are up by eight, you know, don't steal the bag on us. It's kind of just like, if you, if a manager said that, if I was the GM or the owner, I would be like, okay, you're done. How like, about, how about you guys just be better? Like, exactly. Like you're just, you're so weak in that statement. Like we don't need that leading this team. So, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I just could not imagine with, uh, with, with that happening to the Phillies that, you know, they were feeling pretty good after the game. I wonder what that locker room presence was like. They were probably, uh, especially, you know, the, probably the closing pitchers, the last the pitchers that came in the ninth inning and could not get the job done. Uh, a lot of hard hit balls we saw in that inning. So, uh hopefully Philly can uh regroup and you know move on from that. But you're right. With that, it is never over until the last out. And you know, Alex, we saw it almost a week ago with the White Sox and the Angels. I mean, six-nothing lead in, That's the, right. in the bottom of the ninth, and the White Sox score five, bases loaded, two outs, and we have to bring in what our third pitcher of the inning to para to get one out. Yes. And I mean you look There base is
0: loaded with a chance to tie and win and, and Angels barely snuck out of it.
1: Look at that and you just say to yourself, I mean, it's not over till it's over. Don't ever think that, you know, a six run lead is going to be safe in baseball. I mean, we've seen double digit, you know, leads get blown in in the history of the game. So, you know, every game is viable. So that, that that's the one thing I'll say about that is that, you know, sometimes these unwritten rules, they get a little bit upset. But I see both sides, but at the same time, go out there and win a ballgame.
0: Yeah, well put, well put. I think we've kind of covered that as enough as, enough as we kind of have to. Um, I want to bring up next a Mariners pitcher that had his debut yesterday, and he actually had a really good game. Um, his name is George Kirby. Uh, and overall, he just had a great uh, a great night. So I just kind of want to highlight that really quick. Um, he allowed no earned runs. He threw, I think it was six innings. Let me double check. Six innings pitched, correct. Six yep. innings pitched. Yeah, got seven Ks in those six innings. Only allowed four hits, no walks um great other numbers too um you know over and t- received
1: a point four war on his uh, career right there wow
0: yeah so that's a a great start to a young career um he is someone who i think he's like was in their top five prospects he might have been a top five prospect for pitchers in all of baseball i think mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. so it's really great for them to see success from a guy like that especially after earlier in the season travis a guy like um I think his name is Matt Brash, who I was kind of high on going into the season because he has really dirty stuff. His slider kind of wiped out of the zone. But he couldn't throw strikes. And I think they already might have demoted him. I'm not 100% sure. But he was, like, having a really hard time locating. He allowed, like, six runs to the Mariners in, like, the first two innings and they pulled him, stuff like that. So it's good for the Mariners to get – you know, you lost that one, but then they won this one with with Kirby. Um, I think that he's going to be a big piece of the rotation. Um, But I guess – I say all that to say this, Travis. The Mariners are off to a. I think they're thirteen and sixteen. I'm not sure if they played. 16, I'm not yep. sure if they played the game today yet already. But that was a record up till today. Give me your thoughts on their season so far, and just there were just so many people's pick out west. Do you think that there's still a chance for those picks to come to fruition and then to kind of fix their season as, it, as it's been kind of a disappointment so far i think on the power rankings they were like hovering around like 11 and 10 for most people and then after this week they just dropped down they're like on 18 yeah or something like i was going to
1: point that out they went from 12 to 18 now so now they're in that uh philadelphia philly uh territory where you know teams that had such uh you know high aspirations to start the season and to finish the season are now you know kind of going to that 20s mix but you're starting to get the teams that are going to be bottom barrel Uh, you know, definitely below 500 teams in that bracket of the power rankings. But you're right, 13 and 16, third place in the AL West. Uh, And I mean, looking at the playoff odds right now, they still have a 24.3% chance to make the playoffs. Um, Went down to a 0.5 chance to win the World Series uh, (laughs) for the Mariners. But I mean, right now, of course, I think it's still too early to tell. I mean, there's been a lot of teams we've seen past the years, you know, Braves, Nationals, the past two full seasons we look at their main numbers and they're awful. So sure. um, I, I definitely still would give Mariners still a shot um, there. I think they're really just having a hard time finding themselves and finding their identity right now. A couple of players have been going off like, you know, Ty France, JP Crawford, uh, JP, yeah JP Crawford, and also uh, Logan Gilbert. But a couple guys have, uh, have had some rough starts. Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez. Those are two guys. I think they needed to have huge, huge starts to the season. Uh, they have been off to very, very slow starts so far this year. Uh so hopefully, you know, those guys can pick it up. I know the top three, like Ty France and Juli, or I'm sorry, JP Crawford, those two guys will probably, of course, you know, cool down a little bit throughout the season. I don't anticipate JP Crawford to have a 198 OPS plus at the end of the season, but uh hopefully some of their outfield young prospects can get some things together. Uh we've seen them, you know, in the minors and we've seen them in spring training and they can tear it up. But right now, uh Definitely need to find themselves. I know the Mariners, they, they know it. They're, they're in a tough division right now with the Angels and the Astros, the way they've been playing baseball the last month, the last 30 games. Um, they're going to have to bring their A game and, you know, take some of these series coming up for the Mariners to, uh, to really make a push, I think, back into the playoff picture. But I think they're easily one of the top three teams, of course, in the AL West. You can definitely say A's and Rangers. Rangers, of course, have just been struggling since the start. Uh, their superstars are not hitting well. And then the or the athletics, uh, had a really good start, but of course, I think now we're going to see them simmer down, but, uh, Mariners will be a top three team at the end of the year. It's just, uh, right now, I think just putting it all together is one of the biggest, uh, question marks right now. Uh, we saw them last year, Alex, the run differential. They had 90 wins, but they just were not a strong team. I think that's uh, kind of, you we're know. kind
0: of seeing the balance this year.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think we're kind of proving our point this year that the, the Mariners team is good. I think they're just still a little bit too young, but uh, what they're doing right now, I think, is can, they, they can play a lot better baseball to kind of sum things up. But uh, not ruling them out, of course, 100% right now, but they do, of course, you know, want to pick some, some things up if they want to, uh, you know, really make a push towards uh, October.
0: Yeah, follow-up question. I think you're going to like this one. When do people stop calling them America's team? Because I know that that nickname bugs us as Angels fans, and why is everyone supporting the Mariners so hard? I know they have a drought, but uh, when do those tweets stop? Do you think, based on uh, if they're five, if they're below five hundred half through the season, is is it, is it going to stop or is this going to be America's team forever?
1: That should have stopped last uh, the first week of October last year. I mean, it was fun and cool to see them the way they finished and to ha- make that big of a push, but uh, I mean, America's team is. The Los Angeles Angels right now, uh, you know, Otani, it, you I will have say, might travel. It's very so many. It's very surprising.
0: I've never seen the Angels tweeted about this much by MLB official Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen more tweets about the Angels from the official MLB account from today since opening day, more so than all the past seasons combined. I think it's just like they've just been. I saw Velasquez behind the back a flip to second base i saw every single time we hit a home run espn wards yeah. home runs uh our walk offs you know it's it, it's been really cool to have the angels get that kind of representation because they've always kind of been a second thought for the national media for a long time so it's cool to see some respect in that regards but um i'm gonna keep on that kind of mariners and, train and one thing oh, i will I
1: say you better believe angels are in october uh they'll be getting a primetime spot for that game because i'm pretty sure they don't want you know people missing it at work or you know for getting, what uh primetime spot for the postseason game
0: well let's slow down there well, I'm just I'm, let's, I'm, I'm let's, just saying I'm just let's, saying let's you know. let's slow your roll no jinxing now Not, no
1: jinx right there I, mean, I, I don't
0: want I don't want this clip to end up somewhere when we <laughs> lose game 162 and finish you know one game behind but um I want to keep that Mariners thought train going for a different team that's kind of gotten a, a start that is slower than people might have expected. And that's going to be the Red Sox, who we kind of touched on them a second ago. But um, overall, Travis, they are a team who I was kind of low on going into the season. I didn't think the story acquisition was going to be amazing. Um, It has not been amazing. It's been much worse than that. He will be better than he has been to start. There's no way he's going to be a 70 OPS plus guy for, you know, the whole season. But um, overall, I think they're still sort of um, showing that, you know, I don't know if they can keep up with this division right now. They are, I think, 10 and 17, 10 and 18, something 10 else. and 19. Wow. Oh, 10 and 19. They lost day then,
1: too? And fifth place.
0: So that's obviously something that no Red Sox fan was probably expecting to be, uh, you know, a, a winning percentage almost around, like, 34, you know, percent of your games. That's, like, definitely uh, a low ball compared to how good they were last year. Even though even last year, I thought, you know, where is this coming from last year? Yeah. And then this yeah. year, it's been a, kind of a fall from grace. One guy I want to highlight, and, and and this is on a whole team. This is not on one guy. But one guy I do want to highlight is Matt Barnes, a relief pitcher for them. He has been really bad since his extension last year. He had a great first half last year, had a really bad second half after getting extended. And he blew a game against the Angels. And then just on Sunday, he blew a 10th inning against a lot two runs to the White Sox. So, um,. It just kind of performances like that. A lot of these guys that really helped them last year in the in the in the 2021 season have not been helping them this year so far. Um Devers is still like a mini star in, in the making. Um but I do think part of this could come from the fact that there's this Bogart's rumors about they don't want to extend them. Uh Devers has talked about a contract negotiation and he did not hear the numbers he wanted to hear, so they kind of stopped those negotiations. A lot of weird stuff like that, Travis, where I think that, I think that, uh, I think I was gets like that by his name. I think it's chain bloom. He, yeah. they're, they president of baseball operations mm-hmm. he's a raised guy. And I, I want to say my gut feeling is that he is trying to bring a raised mindset to them where we're not going to give big contracts for guys because they almost always end up being poor value. You're not getting that much, you know, like war per dollar or, you know, just general production per dollar. Yeah. Um, when you could probably get something similar or a little bit worse, but for a lot cheaper, that's probably their mindset. They might not, they might not end up extending some of these guys. So how do you see the Red Sox going forward this season? Um, And also their stars. Do you think Bogarts and Devers are going to stick around if this season kind of goes in the trash? Devers has a few more years, but um, Bogarts will be a free agent. JD might be a free agent. I'll have to double check that, but how do you see this team going forwards um, this season and beyond? Give me your thoughts. Yeah.
1: And I think JD has a couple of opt-outs. I think he had a, crap ton of opt-outs when he when his contract started I I think so um yeah I mean right now with the start and the division they're in um I'll tell you this I think the division uh you know the possibility of the Red Sox winning the division is pretty much over um I don't know if you can make up 10 games in this division uh the way that it's structured and how powerful it is uh I would say that you know of course a wild card uh you know wild card race a wild card spot is still of course in reach but uh as the season goes on you know it gets harder and harder it's interesting what you said about you know not spending big but they go out there and get trevor story for you know not a huge contract but they get him for and
0: some people are wondering if part of that mindset is he can be here next year if we let bogarts walk
1: that's true and if that
0: ends up being the case bogarts really is not going to want to stay You you already have a backup plan for me like what and then so continue though
1: and also with you know getting hunter renfro out of the way to bring in jackie bradley jr he's been decent i would say but I, at least against the angels he was he was pretty good but uh you know another surprising kind of move their big stars so far this season have been waka whitlock and of course nathan avaldi both all three guys uh just about a one war on the season for their uh for their pitching so they've been surprising i don't honestly i do not know if i anticipate waka and whitlock um, you know, continuing the trend. I know Whitlock has, doesn't, doesn't really go deep into ball games, So he might be a good four five inning kind of guy. Always, always get through the lineup twice and then get out of there. Maybe that's how they use him. But, uh, they're actually having su- surprisingly good, uh, stuff from their starting rotation with Chris sale out. And then when Chris sale returns again, we don't really know what's going to happen with what he'll bring to the table. What you saw in October last year, it was I'm nervous for him. It was, yeah, it was nothing nothing good at all one guy in fantasy actually a couple weeks ago wanted to trade i I forget who it was but he wanted he wanted to give me il60 chris sale and i said
0: no
1: get the hell out of (laughs) here get lost yeah yeah get (laughs) what are you what are you thinking about but uh it is concerning i think the red sox this year i mean if i had a bet right now the red sox i don't think are going to make the postseason um it's just trending that way uh just i mean the losses that they're, they're giving up are are very uh just very surprising ways that the red sox you know lose they just continuously will always be a team that always stays in it but this year uh it just does not seem like it will be their season at all good for us of course because they were one team that we really didn't know what, what to expect from the red sox we, i still anticipate them you know finishing fourth probably in the division i think i picked them to finish fourth in division i, think I did too yeah. uh during our first uh you know podcast for the season, um, so. I think that's what they'll do and i think that the of course the orioles will finish fifth uh surprisingly right now that you are you know 30 games in and if you told a red sox fan the orioles will have a better record than you 30 games in um i'm sure every red sox fan will be turning off the tv and turning on the bruins game or the celtics game right now because uh you know, what they're getting on right now is, is nothing pretty. Uh, and, and so hopefully they can get some things turned around and fix it, but a surprising start for uh, the Red Sox. I tell you what, and also a surprising addition with Trevor story, he's not even on their top 12 war leaders right now. I mean, he doesn't even have a point two war, which is, I mean,
0: it could be negative. I'm not sure if, I mean, it could be helping him, but, um, I know there's concerns about like the arm, I guess he had a bad arm at second half of the last season in, in Colorado. And then um besides that um the bat has been just really poor besides like he had one monster game against the angels but yeah uh i think that the day after that shohei otani gave him like four k's and four at bats so um yeah definitely not uh not the value they've wanted so far from him quite yet
1: and even looking at their other you know veteran guys they're looking for you know for for uh you know just to produce you know verdugo bad start uh Kike hernandez bad start uh i think kike they showed Kike his first week or first weekend was insane like he went he was he was almost continuing from october but has been ice cold so far uh bobby dahlbeck um 29 ops plus alex not, he, he not the is, replacement for schwarber because
0: i thought schwarber, no. was, schwarber was a big loss as he's playing their first base mm-hmm. and dahlbeck's someone who i want to be good but um i think they're hoping to
1: kind of match that
0: schwarber kind of production yeah
1: polar opposite and and, i mean i mean the average i think will never be dullbacks uh strong suit i think we can definitely say that the on base neither as well uh i think every red Sox fan is hoping that this guy could just mash the baseball almost be like a joey gallo where he can literally just hit home runs over the green monster maybe pop 40 home runs a year right now sitting at one home run on the season three Um,
0: extra base hits on on almost 100 plate appearances just
1: not at all what you know i i that's a good point i did not see that that is pretty spectacular if you ask me <laughs> but uh he is one guy you're right that, that that I mean I I think he's one guy that just they had so much um hopes hopes on him last year in spring training I think he went off I think he had like six home runs last year in spring training and then the season started and he kind of just you know drowned in in you know in, in the uh in the pressure from you know being a, a Boston Red Sox player but uh, from what he's been doing so far right now, it's, it's not looking good. 20, 28 strikeouts, uh, on the season, uh, only six walks. I mean, the numbers, the splits are as bad as, you know, as you can get for, you know, being a first baseman right now. So, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck will be one guy they'll have to, uh, you know, reassess to see if he's, you know, you know, he might have to get the, uh, you know, Joe Adele treatment and get, you know, pushed back down to AAA because, um, I'm sure a couple other guys on their team right now could be doing a little bit better. I saw Franchi Cordero play a little bit of first base. I think Christian Arroyo is playing all over the place. Um, But they're hitting. I mean, if it's not J.D. Martinez, Bogarts, or Devers, I mean, their hitting is probably worst in Major League Baseball right now. Only three guys have an OPS plus above 100. Um, And now now I think we're kind of in the start, basically the start of the season where I'm kind of okay with saying, you know, percentage stats, even though we've only played 30 games. But, um, yeah, some of these starts, the first month, the first 30 days, it's been terrifying for a boston red sox fan
0: sure yeah i mean a lot of good stuff there uh i think that you hit the nail on the head with most of those guys you've mentioned underperforming except for like maybe their peak superstars overall i agree on that they're gonna make the playoffs i think that um it is of course still way too early to kind of say who's going to make the playoffs um like for certain because like you said
1: i think the dodgers will make it
0: I think there's a few teams we can kind of lock in. The Dodgers are not only so good and deep, but also so hot right now that they're they're, they're more or less a lock. Um, but on the whole, like we've seen teams have great first months and then be terrible. And we've seen teams have really bad starts. Um, we saw last year, the World Series winning Braves were a 500 team yeah. in a month to go in the season. Yeah. So, you know, who could, who could that be this year? We'll have no idea, but um, yeah. For the time being, it really seems like they're not really in the race. Um, I guess quickly let's kind of just jump on the AL and like based on right now what we see how would we kind of adjust who do we think we like for the playoffs I guess in each if we had to pick um, how would we see things shaping up yeah it's it's, it's kind of hard to say like um, yeah we'll, we'll just do it like this I'll just say which six teams in each. Uh, League? do you see making the playoffs based on the first month? So you don't have to pick the team that's winning the division right now. You can can still pick the Braves over the Mets if you want to. But who do you see in the... We'll do AL first. Who do you see in the AL being those six uh, teams making the postseason? What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, the AL I think is a lot tougher than the NL because the NL I think has a pretty good six to seven good teams and the rest are kind of just you know
0: oh you're saying al is harder to pick i i I think
1: al is harder to pick right now because i mean looking at the al east i mean the yankees are the juggernaut of course uh you know the rays are still a presence great team could still win 100 games this season again uh i'm still waiting on toronto to kind of run not, not run away but just kind of assume their dominance of what we've seen on their roster and their pitching side of things you know what we've seen throughout the first 30 games and then you go to the central and you see of course Minnesota and Chicago Chicago starting to pick some things up again i think they the, the start that they were on were i think what was it 7 and 7 and you know 11 or yeah, 7 and good. 12 or something like that uh, i believe they have won 6 or 7 in a row right now so they are now 14 and 13 above 500 so Minnesota and Chicago and then the west you have the angels and the astros uh not of course counting out the mariners so they i think they're still a good eight to maybe even you know i actually wouldn't, i wouldn't think i would say nine teams but uh definitely you know three teams in the east two teams in the central and definitely two teams in the west so there's a good seven teams right now that are still gonna be fighting for a spot uh you know wondering right now i don't know if minnesota will stay at top i think chicago white Sox can easily overcome them win the division right uh pretty convincingly again i think they honestly could win by you know six seven eight games again or something like that this season so white Sox, i think are definitely going to be a playoff team yankees are going to be a playoff team uh houston will be a playoff team so those are three i think confident uh playoff teams right now then you kind of got, got to go for the scraps angels twins rays toronto that kind of thing so uh if it, you had, it, it's tough right now it, though.
0: if you had to pick three of those four who do you like right now between you said like those wild card teams could be like if you said Angels, Toronto, Twins, and Rays. Like who do you like there? Pick, yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess I, I guess it's at like that game like you know bench one, cut one. So I guess cut one from those four.
1: Yeah, I mean, I probably have to cut the Twins. Um, I I can't count the Rays out. They've just been so good for so long. Um, the last two or three, four seasons, they just will always find a way to get to the playoffs. Um, Toronto. I mean, I'm still waiting on them to really break open and to, you know, claim their dominance. I mean the I mean, the Yankees should be running away with the division. And then um Angels and Twins are the two, you know, que- I wouldn't say question mark teams, but they, they have, have to, they have to prove it. They have to prove a lot of it. Right now the Angels offense we know is one of the best in, you know, baseball, one of the best in the American League. So I'm really confident in that offense. Uh it just depends on what we get from the pitching side. If that pitching can hold up all the way through August through September, um that's the big question mark. With the Twins, Uh, pitching has been very very good right now I mean Joe Ryan has been solid Uh, I think Bundy so far has been you know pretty legit this season at least and so uh, we'll see if those guys can stay of course uh, you know stay consistently good throughout the season but uh, the twins offense I think is a little shaky right now they you know I think they won nine games in a row and that's really been their hot streak of the season after that they really have been playing 500 below 500 baseball throughout the season. So if you take that week out or that 10 game stretch, they're really just playing kind of 500 baseball right now. So I kind of see that as where they'll stay around. I think the Twins, I think I, 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 I talked about them early on. I think 80 to 85 wins is something the Twins could be, uh, you know, building for in this season. But I think Angels, I think the Rays, I think Toronto right now are looking like that bottom half of the of the top six right now from my pick. So.
0: Sure, I, I like that list. I think I, that's the same six I would have, the big three in the East um i would think one in the central and then the top two teams in the west um it's probably how i would i would pick it as well uh i do think the angels are gonna have a hard time keeping the astros from being the division winner of course they could they have a lead right now but yep. astros um are kind of uh i think it's like six or seven games in a row they've won they've really kind of um proving that they're not gonna go they're not gonna give up the division without a fight they know that they've won the division however many years in a row uh, i guess 2020 they lost it technically but um just 60 games alcs runs yeah <laughs> making that success that successful playoff run kind of invalidated their bad record of that season i think but anyways uh we'll probably move to the nl real quick uh it, it is it is harder to pick i think there's a lot more teams in the playoff bubble right like there's teams that are kind of flirting with the chance like we could get frisky here but um i'll give my thoughts on it since you went first yep. last time so dodgers i'm gonna say are a lock. I'm gonna pick the Padres. I don't think they're a lock. Things would fall apart again. They had a good. They had a a solid start last year, and I remember like even the first half of the season we were every time Dodgers and Padres played like these NLCS preview, but then like slowly in like the later summer we were like realizing maybe they're not gonna make it, you know, and then they they didn't, of course. But what
1: what what they're doing right now without Tatis is, uh, it's a good sign. It's a very good sign. Yeah. So
0: I'll go. I'll go Dodgers. I'll go. Padres, and I'll go Giants. I think that the Giants um, are too well run. I think that they're smart. I think they'll make a good deadline acquisition if they find themselves in the remotely at some sort of driver's seat. Um, I'll say Brewers make it. I don't know about the Cardinals yet. They definitely could, but uh, I'm going to hold on off them for a second. I'll go to the East. I think the Mets make it. And now I have to decide if I think Cardinals, <laughs> Phillies, Braves. Yeah are in the mix. Marlins? No. Um, I, I, it's tough. A couple I think years, If yeah. I had to pick one more, I might pick... My gut says to pick the Phillies because I want it to be them. Mm-hmm. I think that they're a team where a lot of the numbers like them. A lot of these numbers like Nola, but he's been having, you know, uh, similar issues where just like late uh, in his starts, get, gives up a big bomb or something like that. I think they're going to turn things around. Um, I'll just say Phillies. I'll go... Phillies, I'll go Mets, the 3 in the West and then Brewers, that will be my my 6. So okay. give me give me your thoughts on how you'd break down your prediction I guess for the NL so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Mets are proving to be a strong not I wouldn't say strong lock, but they're just proving to be a team that, you know, their their chances for the playoffs right now are increasing every single day. I think right now they're almost at 70% to make the postseason on uh, on Baseball Reference. So, uh of course, they're looking good. Dodgers are pretty much a lock. I mean, I can't see them missing this year. Um, I think Padres right now are gonna be closing in on, uh, you know, a very secured spot for the 4-5-6 in, uh, in the playoff bracket. We'll see where they land. Also, I think Milwaukee uh, is gonna be a team that's gonna be, you know, easily representing the Central uh, with the pitching. Their offense has heated up the past couple of days, Alex. Um, I know uh, you kind of mentioned, uh, we'll maybe mention a little bit later about Rowdy telez. Uh, going off just their whole entire offense Willie Adamas Yelich picking up the, the slack once again he's been having somewhat of a rebound season so far so Milwaukee as well uh, that's Mets Brewers Dodgers Padres those are my four so far right now Alex I really I'm, I honestly I'm high on the on the Cardinals um, okay I think break it down I think when you have to play 60 or so games against Pittsburgh Chicago and Reds I think you have a pretty strong chance to make the playoffs and it's that's a very fair point and that's my only point because right now pittsburgh's in third place and we know they're not i think on their starting rotation it's it's dylan peters and quintana or you know it's it's nothing strong at all on the rotation and then they're you know sure. when i think of you know pittsburgh offense i think of you know cabrine hayes and brian reynolds and that's really all i think of so um, playing 60 games against those three teams. They're not they're not playing very well at all right now, and I think we don't anticipate them to. And then I think if they can go 500, which I think they can easily do against the Brewers, um, the Cardinals, I think, can easily kind of slide into a a 5-6 hole in the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, definitely, I, I don't think make some noise, but I think that they could be a, a team just because of the division, the strength of the division, I see the Cardinals getting in. So that is five teams. And, I, I you know, I would say that the sixth team will have to be a fight between... Um, if the Giants don't fall too far back, and then of course I think you have to just go with Atlanta and Philly as being your three-team race for the six seeds so far right now. um I don't know, Alex. I I just don't. The, the Phillies just keep on screwing they, themselves.
0: They've not proved it yet. They I, have not. Very understandable.
1: It, and it sucks because I I was so I was high on the offense. I I, I think the offense is spectacular. The defense couple question marks but the offense needs to be right. you know putting together some you know five six runs of games for nola and wheeler and those guys will win 20 games um and even ranger suarez too so i just have not seen it from philly yet atlanta since acuna has come back they've had some sort of a spark i think they uh they took i believe two of three from milwaukee this past week and acuna had some pretty uh insane bombs uh on his on his uh, weekend return to uh to atlanta so i see atlanta of course staying afloat but it'll it'll definitely come i think between atlanta and the giants to uh to see who will get the uh the sixth seed as of right now um you know the giants are kind of falling back a little bit but they do of course have a better record than the uh than the braves but that could all change we don't know what can happen Um, i think i think washington has um desperately made their case that they're the worst team in that division the nl east but uh Miami will be a tough team for every single uh you know every single playoff contender that has to play Miami they're going to be a good team I think especially in that NL East um pointing them out they're in third place right now with 13 and 15 same record or same uh same games back as the Atlanta Braves but yeah I'd probably say right now I'd, I'd probably go with Giants um I think Giants will be the stronger team uh pitching wise they are uh they look really good I mean Rodon Cobb Webb uh, I think even, you know, Di Sclafani being a four or five kind of guy. And then, you know, their bullpen, uh, it's special as well. I think they kind of took it to it, the, uh, to the Cardinals this weekend. So they, of course, kind of proved they're, uh, they're, they're still a, uh, you know, a force not to be reckoned with. We're not even talking about the Colorado Rockies, Alex, um, same record as the Giants, but I think we bet definitely can say that they will be falling off. One, one thing to note, Alex, is that NL West right now, every team is above 500. And I I just realized that right now that Arizona is 15 and 14 right now. And so, Hey, pretty,
0: pretty, pretty brutal. to have that record and be in fifth place, but
1: I know, I mean, Arizona really wishes they were probably in, uh, I mean, they, they, they definitely wish they were in the, you know, almost not, not the NL East, but the, you know, the NL Central right now, because they would be making some, uh, some serious noise at a, uh, at a division spot and, you know, a playoff spot right now. So that, that's pretty incredible. I think right now is that the, you know, Arizona Dimebacks are, are really making some noise. I guess it's a good and bad thing because you don't want to be the, the best last place team because then you, you know, jeopardize i think a, a good uh, draft pick a draft pick and, yeah. I, and i think we both agree you know why be why YB. be why, why be the 10th pick and not make the playoffs you know like the angels do a lot where it's always like the 10th through 13th pick when you could just be you know the bottom three and and you know get a really good short maybe yeah. shortstop you know that kind of thing but um but yeah so far those are my six teams for the nl east i think it's a little bit more clear cut the al um right now i mean i think they're about almost nine nine or so good teams right now in the AL that could really make a push i'm not giving up on a lot of these teams but uh you look at like boston being you know bottom barrel right now that's not helping their case at all so uh they'll definitely need to make some changes if they want to get into this you know real strong push for playoffs
0: yeah very true uh one thing i'm looking at that's pretty interesting uh to me at least is there's baseball reference has their who do they think is going to end up making the playoffs with percentages and projected final records based on the records that they have so far and what they think is going to continue to happen? And they're very different from what Fangraphs has. I really wish I could you know, ask the people at those places, what do you look at to kind of factor in who is going to stay hot, who's going to fall off a bit? Just off a first glance, um, the NL East was one of the divisions we talk about the most. The NL East uh, baseball reference says – chance to make the postseason for the Braves, even though they're 14 and 16. It has them as the best chances of winning the division by a lot, 75% chance. Wow. They have them as a 10% chance to win the pennant, which the Mets are below 3% and and the Phillies are below 1%. So they are really high on the Braves over everyone. They say the Braves projected to finish about – I think it's saying ninety-one wins and the Mets at eighty-six and the Phillies a losing record. Wow! But then wow. over on Fangraphs, they have they see things a lot differently. They say the Mets are going to be a ninety-three win team, Braves an eighty-nine win team, and Phillies an eighty-four win team. So all above five hundred, but the Mets, Braves, Phillies in that order is what they see how things stacking up. Very, I wish I could kind of you know learn more yeah. about why they see things differently in that way. It's obviously impossible to predict the future, but it's fun to kind of see you know. What are the numbers that they look at to kind of determine, okay, is this team kind of fake noise or are they actually going to be a real threat come, you know, the fall? So um, it's, it's cool to look at that kind of stuff to me at least, but
1: uh, great. And same, and same thing with the war, because I mean, I know we talk about war all the time and right, they both have their, you know, formulas and equations that they can see, you know, fitted for those players. So
0: yeah, they, they both uh, calculate war very differently. And there's times where I remember, I think it was like 2019 baseball reference had Trout's war for the season. Like seventh or eighth best among all among all players something like that like below matt chapman i think and then like fangrass had him as the best and ever since then i was like oh i gotta trust fangrass for it because i like marcus, Simi- marcus simeon the the the, the famous the famous quote i think from uh foolish baseball he said like the best type of war is the one that supports your argument so whichever 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 one favors what you're trying to say just use that one that, that, that's that's the way i usually do things but Travis, I think now's a good time to move on to the power rankings reaction we want to do. And before we wrap things up, MLB just released their power rankings. Um, it's kind of a Monday tra- tradition, so that's kind of good why we're recording on Monday nights right now. So we can get our kind of fresh take on that before it kind of becomes out of date. But I'm pulling those up right now. And I do remember at first glance, um, not a lot changed from last week, but definitely a few things kind of
1: shifted top, top around. Top three are always the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, right now I think there is a big three in the sport. Um, But yeah, it's obviously still very early But I'll read it off right now Number one, they have the Dodgers Number two, they have the Yankees Three, they have the Mets Four, they have the Brewers Five, they have the Rays Six, they have the Padres Seven, they have the Blue Jays Eight, the Angels Nine, the Astros And ten, the Twins Travis, which single placement stands out the most to you? Either too high or too low Can you Give me your thought on that
1: Um. I tweeted at you today, DM, uh, and it was there. I don't know, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a text message, but uh, I would say the Tampa Bay Rays for me um, being number five is pretty surprising because I would, I think I would definitely slide in um, Padres being a number five team. Uh, you know, even the, I, I might want to put the Blue Jays too, just because, you know, their roster is still something to be, you know, very fearful of. And I, I know we, we, I think a lot of them go off of the, Uh, record or just looking at the standings and I know me and you definitely take a a closer look at other things you know run differential you know strength of schedule but it's interesting with the Rays because you know you even look at the Angels for instance Angels better record better strength of schedule better run differential you know across the board the Angels proved to be a more consistently good team um, throughout the season, I don't. I'm trying to think back at the last, you know, series they lost. And, and, it might and, have been the Orioles, but
0: if they told me, "Well, we think the Rays are going to have a better rest of the season, season than the Angels," I'd say, "Okay, that, that's a fine, that's, that's, a fine that's a fine prediction." That's but, true. But I agree that um, when you read the justification, sometimes it's kind of always a little bit like, "Okay, like I wonder why you did it like that." it's very fair to trust the Rays because they always kind of pull it on top. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Fifth definitely seems like um kind of a jump because they were at I guess eight last week and you thought that was too high now, now they're even higher
1: yeah yeah and also looking at the uh a little a little uh further ways down uh White Sox I mean I, I think we can all say the White Sox are gonna win the AL Central I mean I I they were the highest uh shoe-in in Vegas I put money on them I I thought about putting a thousand dollars on them because I thought are it was you, just such worried? a lot. Uh, not worried at all you know it's it's, it's early may but right now the white Sox are 14th on the power rankings and i would definitely think that they would be you know closing in on that top 10 uh right now but they have they're not yet so uh these lists are always fun to talk about because you know of course we always say i think they're just trying to spark some sort of argument uh you know trying to make some ridiculous team to have a case but uh i think the Rays being number five is something that definitely would be a good argument for a lot of people Uh, you know, there are teams I believe that are better than them right now throughout the season. They've been, they've been showing a stronger resume. Um, and I, for me, I think the power rankings, I think the best thing to talk about, I I mean, what I look at is where is your team right now? I mean, of course you can still look for what's going to look like into the future, but right now the best power rankings, the best top 10, um, I might be a little biased, but I think that the Angels should be probably a little bit higher, just considering that they have a good run differential, the record, all that kind of stuff. I think right now, if they win tonight, Alex, they'll be the third team uh, in baseball to have 20 wins. So that's one thing to be very high on. Uh, Everything's been going—I actually won't even say it. Not everything's been going right for the Angels this year. Rendon, Otani, Walsh is starting to pick some things up, but we've had some slow starts by some guys and some very nice starts by Trout and Ward. So that's one thing to look at as well.
0: Not to mention— the i mean every team has their issues but all the little like dinky like trout misses two games in a stomach yeah, bug Yeah, brandon marsh misses two games in a stomach bug uh
1: joe madden's our manager we yeah. have
0: to, we we have, <laughs> we have to scratch thor from a start cuz he is you know in the bathroom or whatever it's like just like these random <laughs> these random like little things that i think right trout, right, right before the game like thor
1: on the toilet two. for uh for uh the next 30 hours yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know like on the on the stats is like like did not play like did not play if the reason just just yeah you know, just
1: taking Upset care stay, of yeah. taking care of business
0: apparently but but yeah my, my thought on that travis is uh like two three hours before every single game i don't know about you but i'm just always kind of waiting for the lineup card just saying like what is going to be going a little bit wrong for us today but when we put our best lineup out there i think we can go up against any team oh. otani's been oh, super shot, good yeah. uh syndica has been really solid so i do like um I'm okay with where we're at. Like, would they say eighth or ninth? And, like, and I, it, I, I, I don't
1: want to get too aggressive because you're right. You're right.
0: Let, yeah. let, let, let's be safe. Let's be happy with how far we've come so far. So, um, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, though. I think that we can make a lot of noise. I guess if I had to pick a team for me that is like the most standout, like, I wouldn't really agree with that, po- that, that I guess, spot for them. I'll go ahead and say Giants being 11th is a little low for me. They were at five last week. Yeah. Um, I seem like dropping a team by six spots is like just too much this early. Like what, like what happened that you thought was so like mind blowing in, you know, just such a short amount of time that you had to change your mind by that much. Um, I mean, they
1: played it, three or four at, at LA against the Dodgers. So, I mean, you're going against a tough team at LA, so you can't really blame them for losing those games, you know, and they were close games. They weren't blowouts. So, and then they won a series against uh, St. Louis. Yeah. So yeah, it's like interesting. San Luis is a borderline
0: playoff team. Dodgers are a really good team that you just lost to. They're the hottest team in baseball. They're probably the best team in baseball. Um, yeah, so overall, it is confusing to me why they got, um, I guess,
1: demoted so much. And and going off your pick last week with the Astros being in the top 10, Astros started out so high on the power rankings to start the season. Then they just dropped. Last week, they're at 15. Now they're back into the top 10 and 9. So it, it seems to me like you know you're moving these teams up and down so much uh me and you of course know i mean the astros are a top 10 power team uh they can do it all we, we've we seen we play them
0: too much to know we it, know exactly how difficult it is to beat them in a series
1: and so you know it's kind of funny that you had this one team that you know is a you know al pennant favorite in the astros you know just fluctuating so much you know in the top 10 out of the top 10 in the top 10 out of the top 10 so uh the consistency here is a little bit uh, a questioning i would say for the MLB.com writers but uh I, yeah, like going back to my big one, the uh, you know the Rays being number five, that is going to be the biggest uh, Head upset scratcher. upset team that I'll talk about. I think the, two weeks ago we talked about the Mariners were in the top ten, we were upset at that. Um, last week, I think the Rays were my team. They were number eight. I think they honestly were third place and you know just about hovering five hundred. But uh, they've picked some things up, of course. But uh, just for me, I definitely see them being uh, you know I think I think they are they, they are a top ten team, Alex. But I think five is a little bit too high for them. Um, In the top four, I have no problem. Brewers, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, that order. Not in that order, but uh, those are the four best teams in baseball right now. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I like that. I like that breakdown. Um, Another one of the biggest droppers, we already kind of touched on their performance so far this season, but just noting it, um, the Mariners did fall from last week being 12th to this week being 18th. Also, the A's fell from 23rd last week to 29th this week. So the <laughs> AL West is just depreciating and depreciating. The Rangers are still in the twenties as well. So it really feels like the angels and the Astros are the two teams to beat in the division. Um, a lot of, a lot of games to play still. Um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting to see how these kind of division races are shift, shifting and already kind of shaping up after a month of changing people's perspectives on what they predicted. I remember, I remember John Heyman made a tweet, um, after the Angels put up, like, I think it was, like, eight runs in, like, the last two innings against the Red Sox, he said, like, how did I pick this Red Sox team to make the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Terrible choice by me. And then, you know, it's just kind of funny to see these people who talk baseball for a living already kind of realize a month in, like, I thought something this team was going to be completely different. And that goes for, for, you know, half the teams on this list, you know. Yeah. Half these teams, you could say, um, they're surprising me with how good they are or they're being disappointing so far. So only a month in still lots of time to go
1: but um, i feel like we're already uh yeah, we're, we're already making our claims of uh who's in october and who's not in october but like i said i mean
0: absolutely we're, not we're, I mean, yeah we, i mean
1: we go back to so many seasons i mean you always can go back to 2019 and even last year but 2019 can be more specific what were the nationals i mean 19 yeah, I and like 35 or, yeah, yeah just, i mean it was awful i think yeah. you're
0: on like 19 and 30 something and like a first yeah two months it's like this this team is probably getting completely written off. Oh yeah, then, and then yeah. Uh, of course, World Series champions by the end of it, Game Seven, yeah, all that. So, so much can still happen. Of course, some team could get crazy hot. Maybe it's going to be, you know, like Guardians or I mean, who knows? It could be. It could be. Just think about any losing team right now and say this team could be in the World Series. That's the way it's gone two of the last three seasons. So, anything can still happen.
1: And let me ask you that too. Out of all the losing teams right now, Alex, who would you say has the best? shot at making the world series i get yeah i guess that's a good question everything that's uh, everyone that's under 500 right now um let me take a look and make sure i have my updated yeah, for, for me i'll quickly say um i mean i think it's definitely got to be uh atlanta uh being 14 and 16 um i think we it's safe to say atlanta is just not a first half team uh they just the last couple seasons they just do not look good in the first half They are, uh, they start the race a little slow, but it's a marathon and, uh, they quickly kind of, uh, get their stuff together and, you know, by August they are, uh, they're running good. I will say Charlie Morton had a very good, uh, kind of back, back to form start this past, uh, I think it was weekend. I haven't, I have been fantasy. So, uh, I think he went like six innings, didn't allow a run, but, uh, he is one guy that they need to, uh, really. Tweak and get back to his old norm because if he can get back to normal, you got freed, Ian Anderson, you know, even Kyle Wright too. That is a scary, scary rotation with that offense as well. Olsen Acuna, Riley, Albie's, all those guys. So, uh they're they're. I think that's pretty easy to say for me. They're they're easily the best. Uh, I think under five hundred team.
0: I think they're the safest pick to make the postseason of all losing teams right now. But just to be different from you, I'll go Phillies. I okay. think that the Phillies are right now twelve and sixteen. But the run differential is about even, I think. I think it's exactly – what is it? It's about even. Um, it says it's 0. 0.0 is their run differential. So, And their strength of schedule has been positive so far. They've played you know, good teams. They've played the Mets so much. Mm-hmm. I can't really blame them for that kind of record. You I, know? I
1: wonder if they're going to go through like a three-month stretch of no Mets. So maybe, maybe that'll time be – Time to get a, hot, maybe. <laughs> maybe that'll be a time. I, I don't know if they've played Atlanta yet. I don't know if I've seen them. Maybe, they probably may have played them once, but uh, – I'm interested to see, you know, getting that Braves-Phillies uh, kind of rivalry series going back. Now that Acuna is all healthy, we can get uh, a star-studded, you know, That'd be a star-studded series. lineup on each sides to really face each other. So
0: If those teams kind of stay around 500 um, and then they start meeting up a lot in the summer, they're going to know that this series will matter like down the stretch Definitely. because they're going to be like the two teams flirting with like the fifth and sixth spots of yeah. the NL probably. That's what we think so far yeah. Yeah. based on how things are shaping up. so um that pretty much wraps up this whole episode not much more to talk about um but yeah a lot of good stuff there uh next week we'll be back at you guys probably on monday again um i like this monday thing we got going travis it's just right after the new week of baseball and we post their power rankings and we have something to kind of react to and talk about but um that pretty much wraps, wraps this whole episode up um anything else travis
1: nothing else just looking forward to uh another week of baseball
0: yeah me too so if you made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, we are also in the process of creating our social media stuff and probably adding some YouTube, probably adding some YouTube video highlight reel, uh, you know, or at least highlights, best parts of the episode. So keep your eyes out on that for YouTube. I'll probably be tweeting those out um and all that good stuff. So keep your eyes peeled. But uh, that's this that's it for this episode. We'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Presented by Tool Tools Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>